0: It is time for another episode of the Cultural Hall. It is a news episode. It is me, Richie T, and I'm joined by the mayor himself. I like that people call you the mayor, not having any idea that your last name is mayor. When they refer to you as M-A-Y-O-R, it makes uh, I me happy. I,
1: I really enjoy it. It's My nickname, I am now the mayor. That's yeah, great. Yeah.
0: We got the mayor. We've got the pharaoh. That's right janae uh, which the further we get away from that nickname i feel like the better because <laughs> not that i don't love janae but then i realize, you know maybe maybe there's a little something to that that we should leave alone just Joni, you know just because
1: in fourth nephi it says that we got rid of they got rid of all manner of ites right so maybe- yeah, we're
0: just growing we're just yep. growing that's all uh upcoming episodes of the cultural hall to tease uh if you love uh uh, masonry not in uh like bricklaying and stuff like that but like freemasonry if that fascinates you there is uh, a great interview that's coming down the way i've already done it
1: very fascinated
0: by it it's incredible it's uh one of the authors of the book is the first active well he was at the time. Spoiler active uh member of the church who was allowed into a masonic lodge in hancock county in like 150 years wow yeah
1: is that a new big thing i guess you'll answer it probably in the thing is that a new threshold we're gonna we're gonna start joining mason lodges everywhere
0: oh we talk about it we talk about uh We talked about, and and maybe after listening to to the episode, I'll go down and join my local masonry lodge. You you might, you might want to. I've thought about it. The hard thing for me is you have to attend a certain percentage of Tuesday night meetings, at least here. And I'm like, there's no way I'd be able to do that. It's too many Tuesdays.
1: Tuesdays. Yeah. uh, Midweek. If it was Saturday morning. Sure. Like eight. I think
0: some lodges do that, but it's just the committing to something, you know, once a week, all the time. Yeah, like I have a hard time having you let
1: have me do articles and news. Why don't we, yeah,
0: yeah. we do you know. this? I don't know. Uh, so we'll go quick today because in the third block, uh, we talk about uh, the upcoming general conference as part of the Temple Ticker. Uh, Corey K. Ward predicts where he thinks uh, temples might be announced and also gives some um, news around the temple. Uh, the big call out. You'll have to stick around for it. it's in the third Ooh. block. There's one I'm nearly positive will be announced at this general conference. So Ooh. stick around for that. Uh anything new with you? Anything exciting? What's new? Day off today. Is it your birthday? Is that what you said? It's it's my birthday almost. My okay. birthday's midweek next year. I just my I grew up
1: where my birthday was either the weekend before or the weekend after your actual day. So the other okay. thing cool about my birthday is I always tell all my bishops. I never will go to church on my birthday It's because it's October 5th. So, General conference, if it's on a Sunday, October, Uh, I always do general. So,
0: yeah, I was trying to figure that out. I was like, "What is he doing instead of going?" I always do that
1: to my brand new bishop. I always tell him, "I'm never going to go to church on my birthday," and they look at me weird, like, "Why would you even
0: tell me that?" (laughs) Are are you a person that if it's a weekday and it's your birthday, takes your birthday off, or do you just go to work on your birthday? If you just go to
1: work on my birthday, I just do do normal things.
0: Yeah, I've decided I no longer am going to be the go to if i ever have a day job again like one that i have to go to the office i will never go to the office again on my birthday if i can help it
1: if if you can help it don't yep. do it
0: yeah yep. i won't i'm not well, gonna
1: i i won't go to the office either my i guess my office is right here
0: yeah i don't know that i'll actually ever have a day job again either this morning i woke up and i was like yeah okay and I looked You're at doing what my, thing, huh? i I looked at what my day is, and I kind of moved some stuff around because I didn't feel like doing one thing. I moved it to another time, and I was like, I can do that. You know what? You know what wouldn't allow me to do that? Any other type of job. <laughs> well, and especially your jobs, the jobs you've had, mm-hmm. like
1: because it's it's not like you can like, I mean, you just get up like two in the morning to even <laughs> you know yeah, and now you. You sleep in all
0: the way till 7. I, yeah. Well, 6.30. But, but, sleeping in. Uh, I want to say this, too, and then I, uh, whatever you've got, and then we'll move into doing actual news. Today, this day that we record this, I am officiating my first wedding for payment. Nice. Yeah.
1: That's for payment. So, what did what'd you do? Go get... a. Uh, Ordained online or what do you do?
0: I uh well, different states have different regulations, so check the regulations in your area if you are interested. But yes, I am uh I have been given permission uh to uh administer weddings. The I'm shady thing. about it because here's what people will do, Mr. Mayor. Yeah, because you have to get ordained through an online air quotes church, and people will give me a hard time about affiliating with another church that isn't the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. But I want everyone to know how I did it. I called up my bishop and I said, "Listen, I don't feel like this is affiliating with another group. What do you think?" And he said, "Nah, you're fine." So then I did it. <laughs> so if the sin happens, it's the sin on my bishop's head cuz he it's gave all, me permission. It's
1: all Yeah, just yep. you know, you just wash your hands of yep, the whole thing. Yep, I yep. did the
0: whole pilot thing with the big picture and I washed my hands. And then I said, quality for us, like in the old so of God video.
1: When you when I went to Australia on my mission, uh, they they have to give you a license so you can proselyte. You have mm. to have a license. So but the license is an, a minister's license. So they had to tell all of us, you are not allowed to marry people because <laughs> apparently legally, because we have that license, we could. But the church had to tell us. or at least,
0: and, and I don't know if that's true, but the but they did tell us, don't try to marry people. Yeah. Well, you could, right? And you think about it, the people that want to join the church and they're, yeah. you know, living together. And you're like, no, listen, I can do this. Yeah. We could do this right now. Yeah. Go what, you go get, you want to? Do you go want grab to grab a few witnesses? Oh. Yeah. Let's do it. We can baptize this Saturday. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I, I popped for with the online site that I registered with, I popped for my minister's card. So that'll be coming in the mail sometime nice. in the future. But nice. it's just two people, two people that I don't know who said, Richie, do you, uh, do you, um, officiate weddings? And I said, are you paying? And they said, yeah, you bet. And I said, yes, I do. I'll do that. Yes, I do. Yeah. Well, that sounds like a great new addition
1: to whatever else you're doing.
0: <laughs> you sound like my wife right now in whatever, I mean, you're the thing that you do that yeah. keeps running around on. doing things all day. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. You want to do that? Sure good, then I'm glad you're doing it. That's that's how those conversations go in our house. Anything new for you?
1: Nothing really new. Um, Yep. Just okay. kind of my, my book season's kind of kicking off and,
0: and all that, but uh, that's about it. The book season. If you don't know, yeah. Mr. Mayor, written a book. Tell people quickly, and we'll leave the link Called in the show notes.
1: Tales of a Paperboy, a Christmas story, and this is kind of why it gears up at this time of year. People start deciding they want to buy a Christmas book. So.
0: Do you, would you ever do a book tour or a book signing? Is it that kind of a deal? Or?
1: Well, I would love to.
0: When I released
1: it, it was in the middle of COVID, so uh-huh. I couldn't do anything. So I did a, I did a COVID way of doing a book signing. I just kind of, I did a few Facebook events, and then people could either send me their book, which wasn't no one does. Way. Why would no they do that? that? Yeah. But what I would do is send them out. I, I got these little white labels mm-hmm. and I'd sign them and I'd mail them the white label and then they could put it in the back of
0: the Oh, box. that's kind. You, I would think uh, somewhere down in Texas that there would be a bookstore that'd be like, yeah, we got the author of this book. Come on in. Yeah, I haven't pursued that at all yet. Pursue so it. I probably should. Pursue yet. it. There's your challenge. That's your 2023 resolution. Okay. The last challenge you had was to have me do that whole here, him thing. Well, and you did it and we're going to, we're going to debut it coming up in the second block of articles of news. Hi friends, Dan, the laptop man here from PC laptops with breaking news. Windows 11 is now here. It's fast and it's beautiful. So let's make sure your computer's ready to run it. Bring your PC into any PC laptops right now at PCLaptops.com. PCLaptops.com. Here in the second half of Articles of News, we do a thing that's called Actual Articles of News. So hit it, Peter.
2: You can't lose Articles of News.
0: And away we go. And because it will make it that much easier on me for editing purposes, it is my great honor to introduce hear him tell people what hear him is mr mayor but uh, so a
1: while back i started i just write these little blog articles about the history of hymns because i find the history of hymns and how how they're written fascinating but i also tell my own personal stories of how i why i love that hymn and why i love that principle that they're teaching or anything like that so and it came from us talking and i thought hey we can make me take the things i write which are on my own blog. And by the way, I have to rewrite them because no one cares about all the things I put in and do it originally and write it for a, some, an audience other than myself. And so that's
0: what I've done. And so, uh, uh occasionally we will share them. I'm not sure we, we talked about doing it like a weekly thing and maybe a separate episode of the cultural hall, or maybe whenever you're here for, uh, articles of news, we just, maybe that's how we kick it off with you. I don't know. I don't, we don't know. That's what's I have a few that
1: it'll take. You know, I have a few already in the can. I just got to rewrite them and things like that. So we could probably do kind of figure out maybe a monthly. I was thinking yeah. maybe Fast Sunday or something. I don't Ooh, know. Whatever.
0: I like that. I uh, know, so totally without any further ado, although we had plenty, of it was November seventeenth, nineteen ninety-three,
1: and I spent my first night in the missionary training center for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Earlier that day, my family drove me to Provo, Utah, up north from Ogden. My family and I checked in, then were led to a large room where I could tell that I could tell were usually three classrooms combined with a stand and a pulpit on one side and many chairs facing it. The room quickly filled with other new, new missionaries like me, accompanied by their families. A short introduction, a song and a prayer, and the president of the Missionary Training Center spoke to us. First, he described a, l- a little about what we might experience. Then he played a video of missionaries from around the world singing the LDS hymn called To Serve. When the video finished, the MTC president arose and told us it was now time to go, directing the missionaries out one door and the families out another. I confidently walked out of the room and down the hall, hardly thinking about my feelings as I followed the signs towards my next destination. That's where I would receive more direction, training materials, and a new assignment to my first companion. I felt a physical change when I left my family. I started to panic. My, my heart pounded. I couldn't breathe, and I felt dizzy. I wondered if I would die right then and there in the middle of this long and rather dreary hallway. I found a chair and sat down, calming myself. It took a few minutes, but my composure returned, and I was left dumbfounded. As the first days progressed, I experienced more attacks and constant unease about leaving my family. So much so that I decided one afternoon that I would leave. I would quit. But luckily, I decided to wait till morning. Later that evening, we stopped at the bookstore. While there, I bought a cassette tape. Kids, cassette tapes are something your parents used to have that played their songs, but they aren't like your smartphone because they only had 15 songs and you couldn't call anyone with them. The cassette tape was a bunch of hymns, so I purchased it, and that night I lay in bed with my headphones on, listening to the first hymn. The words began, Where can I turn for peace? Where is my solace? Where when my aching grows? Where when I languish? Where in my need to know where can I run? Where is the quiet hand to calm my anguish? Who who can understand? He only one. In the middle of the night, I listened to the hymn repeatedly until finally I arose from my bottom bunk and knelt in prayer. The lyrics to Where Can I Turn for Peace were penned by Emma Lou Thane when an assignment came to write something for the closing hymn of a special young women's conference. In an interview for the podcast History of Hymns on LDS.org, she talks of the experience of writing the lyrics. The words to the hymn came for me out of a troubled time for our family. We had one daughter ill. I was facing a spinal fusion, and interruption of teaching mid-quarter at the University of Utah. My husband was about to become bishop of a student ward, and four daughters were under the age of 17 with two busy lives. Pray at night, plan in the morning, had been the byword of our family. Now it became pray all the time. Close quote. Jolene G. Meredith, who served with Sister Thane on the Young Women's General Board for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, Wrote the music. Sister Thane shared the lyrics with Sister Meredith over the phone, and before the conversation ended, they had a rough draft of the hymn. She told the LDS pod, LDS.org podcast, We have lovingly spoken of this, num- this number as the telephone hymn throughout the years. We determined this was a mental illness hymn. Emma Thane, who wrote the beautiful words to the hymn, was struggling with mental illness of one of her daughters at the time this was written, and I was struggling myself with mental illness. And so we lovingly called it the mental illness hymn, close quote. Throughout my life, music has been one of the key methods of unlocking my heart. Music has a unique capacity to reach me, unlike anything else. Even with pain, the pain and anxiety clouding my soul while I was at the MTC. This hymn's words and music helped me understand where I should be seeking comfort. Laying in my bunk, listening to this hymn, I had no idea of its origins. It would be years before I learned how and why this hymn was written. But the song spoke directly to my heart, as most music does. My anxiety eased as I knelt on the floor next to my bed, and I felt at peace. For the first time since embarking on my new journey, I felt the Holy Spirit. The war raging subsided, and an armistice inside was reached, and I did not go home from my mission. The separation anxiety I was experiencing lessened, but it has never wholly left me. Similar anxiety plagued the rest of my mission and beyond. I still experience something like it from time to time today. This hymn has taught me something profound. Only through Jesus Christ can we find true and lasting peace. Let me leave you with the words of the Master in John 14, verse 26 and 27. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things, and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid
0: oh very good very good, very good very good very good thank you thank you very much now uh we'd love feedback about it contact at the cultural uh you can uh you can say oh mr mayor love it or hey have you thought about or what about or no thank you i'd take all the feedback because i do want to make sure that we're delivering you guys what you would like to listen to but i think he did a great job and i applaud him literally uh, in the efforts that he does and so uh, give us that feedback on it it's contact at the dot com now to actual news what have you got mr mayor well i was just reading about jk rowling oh and the tweet <laughs> and the tweet um
1: so yeah apparently she you know according to lds daily and um uh, the deseret news she mocked joseph smith and the golden plates and it's kind of a it's kind of a crappy reason to do it she was kind of defending herself because i guess the original tweet says it's baffling that people still hide behind can you name one thing she said that was transphobic like sorry i can't i don't keep a tally just uh, anyway basically it's saying just believe us this was a tweet she was responding to mm-hmm. and her response was it's like when joseph smith found the golden plates and nobody else was allowed to look at them which is an interesting kind of um i guess it's a it's related, but anyway. So then, of course, members of the church everywhere just started throwing at her all the different uh, uh sites you can go look about, learn about the witnesses and everything else. Mm-hmm. And so she, she came back and said, "I've now been told that people saw the golden plates, and I'm genuinely fascinated." And then she kind of says so she didn't went and looked at it, and she kind of mentions that. It, she can't tell based on all the things she wrote, uh, whether it's a metaphysical experience or if anyone genuinely saw them. So she, it was kind of an interesting dialogue. What I didn't love, I, I don't mind that dialogue, actually. Uh, that, that's, that seems regular to me. Mm-hmm. Um, someone not in the church kind of seeing this, that makes sense how she would look at it. And then, um, but many of the ways people on Twitter, members of the church on Twitter, kind of kind of uh respond to her and those are some of the things they get a little they get a little preachy and like holier than thou a little bit i think some of them i agree with i think the majority it's 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 no i try never to mock someone else's belief if i can sure because you're a good person yeah yeah and so i think that's probably the one piece that bothers me it's 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 different if she just said hey you know i it's like this, but I don't. I don't have a hold any ill will for those people, but it, it it seems strange to me. I don't know, but um, there's got to be a better way to do it than just openly mocking her and that mocking our the religion. And I think that's what what I have a problem with. Now, on Twitter, there's lots of people ready to openly mock our religion. So sure, I mean, can't get away from that. So
0: the thing that I think with uh, members of the church, whenever they respond to something that's critical of the church on Twitter, I feel like they're like this. Hey, idiot, who's never known anything about anything in the entire world. You should be more Christian like we are. That's how yeah. I feel like that's how I feel like every member of the church responds to something that's super critical. Like they're Either the- that
1: or they they think that they're being persecuted. Yeah. Like that word. Yeah. I hate that yeah. that word. We're not being persecuted. No. Nope. Persecution happened what with us legitimately happened in Missouri and Nauvoo and all the. That's literal persecution. It's Perse- basically the same, Mr. Yeah, it's Mayor. So the same.
0: Uh, the Hans the- Mill, Masker, Twitter, same thing. <laughs> uh, the, a judge has provided a, uh, a window into the amount of damage that a man did last year when he set three fires to Latter-day Saint meeting houses down in southern Utah. Judge John Walton ordered Benjamin James Johnson, age 37, to pay restitution in the amount of $1,131,586.90. You'll remember this story. This is the guy who set fire to those buildings and then got in a car chase and just outside of Zion National Park uh, crashed his car and they were able to catch him. He's also received um, uh, a sentence of one to 15 years And, uh, he's been given credit for the 320 days that he's already been in jail. So that case is moving forward, uh, crazy that it's that much damage to those three church houses. But, but if, if you see the pictures and you can see those in the link in the show notes, um, just decimated almost a couple of them, the chapel, especially just, just ruined. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, pal. Uh, ah, yeah. speaking and speaking Go of ahead. court, while we're here, uh, the lawsuit against uh, the LDS Church over the Minerva Tykert paintings has now been scheduled for trial. Uh, if you'll remember, the family of Minerva Tykert uh, is suing the church because. Uh, they said that uh, Minerva Teichert, she donated her paintings to this particular chapel up in Wyoming, and that if it were ever to not be in that chapel, that it needed to go to their family. And the church said they she do, she donated it to the church, and now it's the church property because that's where it was housed for so long. That, of course, when the church decided to only allow certain paintings within its uh, its walls, um, Minerva Teichert, one of the casualties of that. Not her herself, but her paintings in that particular chapel, uh, and so that lawsuit has now uh, been set, and so a decision not made, but interesting to see that that's moving forward. I'd love to see the out
1: um, outcome there. the The pic, if you can find the pictures that they in question are online,
0: they're beautiful. Yeah, so. they're amazing, I mean, they're, yeah. and they're and and if you think about it, right? Like, um, I think about it in a couple ways. One, I think okay, the church probably has enough Minerva Tikert, that's one thing. And then secondarily, it's like come on. She 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 donated it to that church building and now you want them not in that church building. So don't take them and and move them somewhere See, else. What,
1: like written evidence or what was written down or what was yeah. agreed to. And yeah. if they even actually if it's all hearsay or yeah. what it is, you know, I'm trying to use like legal
0: terms like hearsay. Sure, <laughs> sure, I appreciate that. Objection. That was another <laughs> that was another legal term I knew. There you go. Uh, what other news do you have, sir? So big news, huge okay. news. Okay. After
1: several years of not having anything new, um, the the Tabernacle Choir has, is is just releasing, is coming up their new Christmas concert, which they recorded last year. Okay. Um, which was the first one since COVID. They they did do one where it was kind of a kind of a uh, greatest hits of the last few years, just because they couldn't get. Um, get together or anything, but um, but this is the the first recording that has uh, has been out since um, since COVID started, and so we get a new Christmas album. It's with uh, it uh, was well, not a Christmas album. It's the the recording of their Christmas concert, which I one of my favorite things of the year is sure. uh, the Christmas concert with the Tabernacle Choir, and uh, so it's with Megan Hilty, renowned film and television actress. She was in that that TV show smash which is yeah. kind of a broadway thing she and was the blonde neil...
0: that looks sort of like uh marilyn yeah. monroe yep
1: exactly yep she was and so she was there and neil mcdonough which i can't find anything about him and i don't know who he is but anyway they, they um i get it's called oh holy night and it, there's a there's the, the the album or the audio version of it there's going to be a dvd of the full concert and plus the 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 the, the one of my favorite parts is they're always their narration. They always do. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what Neil McDonough does. Does, And it's called the three Irish traditions. And that's going to be released as just a separate Christmas book with just that piece of it. So um, yeah, exciting news for those of you who enjoy the Mormon tabernacle choir Christmas concert.
0: It's the tabernacle choir at Temple Square. Did Don't I just perse- say Mormon tabernacle. Don't choir? persecute us. Andrew. Yeah,
1: I am persecuting myself by saying that. Yeah, um, so anyway, so that, that's
0: coming up that's always exciting uh a couple quick things here um the final two joseph smith papers volumes come out in 2023 volume 14 is january 15th through may 1844 that's set to be released in the spring of 2023 and volume five uh follows the last six weeks of joseph smith's life um And that will hopefully be released on June 27th, 2023, the anniversary of the prophets martyrdom. So we will certainly have our friend Matthew Godfrey in, one of the guys involved with the Joseph Smith Papers Project, in to talk about this. Now, you don't live in Utah. You live in Texas, admittedly. um, And Utah, we do some crazy things. This happened on TikTok, and it's sort of Mormon adjacent or LDS adjacent. There's a woman on TikTok who is very obviously a member of the church, but she's in a department store where she wonders why uh, mannequins are wearing uh, a couple of pairs of underwear. And here's what it's talking about. So these mannequins are showing off uh, thong underwear in this utah department store and rather than having it be the model and showing the thong underwear go as the thong underwear appropriately goes they put on a first pair of underwear that is in the tiktokers words granny panties and then has the thong go over it so you don't get any of the mannequins cheeky cheeky uh as part of the uh the thong display I tried to be able to see this. It, it obviously is on TikTok and and hopefully in the show notes, we can provide a link so you can actually see the video of this because I almost don't think it's real, which is what several of the commenters said. But stranger things have happened. I mean, we have all sorts of um, like in the checkout aisle, I've seen like... Uh, People put the black cover over like Cosmopolitan magazine, the TV guide one time when it was Baywatch on the front of the TV guide. So that's just to keep me when I'm walking through, not, not
1: um, staring off into the distance
0: Yeah, and not purchasing (laughs) it. I get it. I get it. Uh, So you can check that out. That's kind of a, a fun cultural uh, perhaps thing here. Uh, What other stories do you have, sir? Mm -hmm. Uh, So our friend Dennis Slyker. Yeah. Uh, yeah, um
1: Culture Hall. He's been on the Culture Hall several times.
0: He wrote the book uh What is He Nuts? uh something like that. Yeah,
1: Is He Nuts uh why uh, why would a gay person join the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints? Yeah. yeah, something. Yeah. He uh he has a he's a really strong friendship with uh um with Marie Osmond that mm-hmm. has been developing over Instagram for a while and some crappy uh group kind of took some of the things they've been talking about on instagram and some of the pictures and created this awfully written um article about how they may be um in an affair and this is my favorite one it says while it has not been confirmed that the two are in a relationship the evidence has come to light the the evidence that has come to light is pretty damning Mm -hmm. and then it gives a quote of how it's how how this kind of stuff maybe is showing that he's there in an intimate moment. And the quote is Dennis writes on Instagram. I am grateful for her friendship and example. I know that she is an angel here on earth and she will continue to bless the lives of those she meets. She is a fantastic woman of God who has inspired me to be a better person. And all I can think of is, yeah, that says right off the bat that they are having an affair. <laughs> yeah, That
0: says adultery all over it right yep, there. That's yeah. Jeez. That's... Yep. 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 So anyway, that's, uh, about- a couple other just quickies, because uh, I want to make sure that we keep this about to an hour. People have got the general conference this weekend. We don't need to inundate them with religious things. I'm going uh, w- the
1: Saturday night thing. I'm going to an Elvis Presley. Pr- it's called the Elvis Presley Project. Okay, what is so I'm it? I'm totally missing it. Yeah, quickly um, what is it? It's it's just a group apparently in Granger, Texas, who they just do Elvis it kind of try to focus on his later years. Interesting. And and there's a band and they try to recreate the Elvis, but they don't they say that we don't do the jumpsuits. They just yeah. try to do the music.
0: So. Uh, or the cocaine.
1: Yeah, or the cocaine.
0: Yeah. yeah. Or you yeah. know the heroin and <laughs> the uppers and downers yeah, and down. And yeah, no. Weight loss. Just pills the and, just the music. just yeah just the, yeah. just the music. Too soon. Was that too soon? For some, maybe. Uh okay. So uh a shout out to um our friend Jeff Openshaw. Uh this weekend Mormons has recently had a little bit of a change if you're aware of that uh that podcast. Um he just hit 601 episodes and decided, you know what, I'm going to sell this thing to Kurt Frankum from Leading Saints. And so he's going to step away from the project a little bit. So uh huge shout out to him. Interesting to see what that project will become.
2: Uh, Bring but, him on the
0: cultural hall. Talk yeah, I, uh, I'm going to. In fact, he references in uh, the last episode that he does that now he can be available to be on the cultural hall uh, more often. I think it was tongue in cheek. But you know what? it's audio. I have it and I'll hold him accountable to it. Uh, so shout out to him. Uh, also, um, we've talked about this before and I know that you kind of know the family. Um, the judge finds the Utah man guilty of assaulting his son for refusing to go on an LDS mission. Scott Keith Warner, uh, on September 8th was convicted of aggravated assault and domestic violence. Um, when he, the son told him, "Hey, I'm not going on a mission," he grabbed him by the neck. Why you little? Almost like the uh, like you see in the beginning of The Simpsons. Um, he's scheduled to be sentenced on October the twenty first, and uh, the judge denied a request by prosecutors for Warner to be taken into custody pending his sentencing. So that case continues. Also, this was an interesting article, and I'm not sure how you feel about it, uh, but the, this article from The Guardian that says basically if I can summarize it uh it says you mean the for, logical fallacy one for no for a Mormons a perfect lawn is a godly act but the drought is catching up with them Well, and, yeah, that's
1: what I mean it's a logical fallacy well uh, it, just because they're in Utah and Utah are Mormons and somehow Mormons have a have a have a, have a problem with uh with not having a green lawn that's well, to me it's a logical fallacy
0: well it's so like, here's the deal maybe but i i kind of i i don't agree completely with it like the the article in the guardian makes this case that it's like because the desert blossoms like a rose that it's some sort of doctrinal thing right i don't i i dismiss that out of hand but i will tell you in some neighborhoods and in some wards because that's your neighborhood there there is a certain amount of uh let me put it delicately judgment that occurs that is speculation on like your life, how you're leading your life, uh, if life is in balance, etc., as how your yard looks.
1: And that might be informed by the LDS culture, but truthfully, if you look at it, it's probably more the affluent neighborhoods, which it doesn't matter if you're in our religion or somewhere else's, you're probably gonna get that judgment anyway. But yeah. maybe it's amped up a bit because they're they're members of the church sure and they know each other at church and they have that sure. community but i it you know it seems weird to me to say mormons believe you have to have a green i just it's yep. just a, it's a
0: huge jump it's one plus one equals seven <laughs> i i will say this though in the stedman family of which i belong major shade is thrown on any sibling who's who has allowed uh their lawn to not be anything but perfectly kept
1: well, that sounds like a Stedman thing.
0: No, yeah, you know,
1: I'm. A, I agree. My, well, I grew up that way. I grew up in Ogden. My dad was very, very concerned about, it, and so am I. I, when I, I don't like my lawn to look crappy. But this summer, with uh, the re- the restrictions on water and stuff, it quite often looked crappy because I can only water it so often.
0: Uh, what other news stories do you have? Because we probably I'm out. You're out. You're done. I'm done. Uh, There was this interesting story. I'll just share this. Uh, I am Mormon, actually, said Roman Atwood on a a popular podcast with Logan Paul. If you know Roman Atwood, he revealed that he is a convert to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Um, Impulsive, which is the name of the show hosted by Logan Paul that has 4.2 million subscribers, uh, Roman says uh, that... uh, Let me see exactly how he said that. He says, I've always been really religious, never part of any actual church. I've been to all the churches, Atwood said. When he was 14 years old, he saw his parents uh, join the church, and I've seen them um, change tremendously from drinking, smoking, partying, uh, to boom, off switch. Family raising kids the best they could, just being a good example. And Atwood recounted that his mother passed away around three years ago. He stated that that incident pulled him and his wife Brittany to church. So it's a great little video. There's some language in it. Uh, you can find a link in the show notes uh, to be able to watch that interview with Logan Paul. But uh, but I like it. He just talks about how he's noticed that the you know being a member of the church has has changed his life for the better and. I I like hearing that, especially in, you know, popular media, being able to have someone own up to it and say, yeah, you know what? This is, this is great. Along those lines, I wanted to bring
1: up something and I, I said I was done, but it's not Not really really a news story, but there, there's a YouTube channel I've been fascinated with recently. It's called Hello Saints. Hello Saints. I think I sent you a link to it thinking maybe we should reach out to this guy. So it's a pastor from, Uh, evangelical midwestern church um his name is is eluding me anyway but he he has spent a lot of time kind of looking at and comparing um the mormon church or the lds church against like um, what his his beliefs are and stuff and what um people but he does it in in not he does not do it in a way that is confrontational Hmm. or aggressive Hmm. and and i've been really really interested in what he does now he'll he'll definitely call out when we disagree but he focuses much of his time on what we agree on sometimes he'll go into a little bit more of the culture like he came to utah and he did a whole tour of utah and his perceptions of like he was surprised that there were coffee shops in utah things like that you know Mm -hmm. just and and it was it, and and I can't stop watching them I just keep watching them all the time and he even uh um interviews some members of the church and they go back and forth and talk about okay we think this way we think this way and here's where we come together but here's where we here's where we de- uh, you know divide ourselves a little bit it's really fascinating so anyway it's just not, not to bring up someone else's channel on your No, I'll do it a, yeah, we'll, but, we'll
0: talk to other folks from hello Saints hello Saints that's how I can't help but hear it A future episode of the Culture Hall. You you heard it here first. Uh, Two more things. Uh, Elder Bednar did a uh, live, an Instagram live, where he answered questions. You can find a link to it in the show notes. I found it fascinating. Uh, Cool to see uh, apostles uh, lean into the new ways to contact people. You know, we have the face-to-faces and some of those other things, but cool that he would step into that. It was still very, as you watch it, it's still very um, controlled you know, the questions he's not going off into, to deep doctrinal, you know, obscure things. It's, it's pretty on the nose, but, uh, it's worth checking out, putting himself in that vulnerable position. And then finally this, uh, and, and this is where we'll end today's episode. Two sister missionaries were invited to sing on ABC radio in Australia. Uh, the ABC radio host, Joel Reinberger, stumbled across these sister missionaries. And so he asked them uh, to come on his radio show down in Hobart, Australia. Now you mentioned you served in Australia. Was Hobart part of your mission?
1: Nope. I was in Perth. I was in Western Australia.
0: Yeah. See, see anyway, uh, the sister missionaries they came on it's sister, Elise Jones from Washington state. Uh, She spent a year of her mission serving in North Carolina due to COVID restrictions. And then her companion, sister Danielle Matheson, who is originally from the Gold Coast, Queensland, who I'm told that's one of the most beautiful places on God's green earth. Um, Checking out the Gold Coast. I've never been there. Never even really seen pictures. But everyone I talked to that knows about that place is just absolutely gorgeous. They uh, got on. They were able to talk a little bit about um, their faith. And then they sang, and how we'll end it with you today, Mr. Mayor, is uh, Sister Elise Jones and Sister Danielle Matheson singing, I am a child of God.
2: I grew up in a church where people barely murmured along to the hymns, (laughs) just enough to say that they were singing. Never very exciting, never a proper performance, except my parents Kudos to my parents who are the ones who sang out loud and carried the entire <laughs> church there. Yeah. What's it like at a Latter day Saints service? Is it generally a musical event? Yeah. I mean we have we usually have three or four hymns. Um it varies from congregation to congregation. There's no like paid um clergy or anything, so it's very much up to the people whether they whether they sing or not. Um but usually it's it's really encouraged and people it just brings the spirit. So most people do sing. Do you two sing up big or are you just murmuring along? (laughs) We try to sing along, (laughs) something that brings us a lot of happiness and as well as sharing it with others too. What's the song that you're going to share with us today? We wanted to sing I'm a Child of God. With us we have Sister Jones and Sister Matheson from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints who are missionaries here in Tasmania and here they are singing. I am a child of God, and He has sent me has Matheson
0: and Jones from the LDS Church. BestDJinUtah.com is a website that you need to go to if you would like to party with me. Now, just because it says Utah as part of the URL does not mean that it has to be in the state of Utah. I've traveled to such illustrious places as Wyoming, Nevada, Texas, Washington and others Idaho as well if uh if you're having an event and you think you know what i would love the energy the charisma that is Richie uh, to be able to bless the event i don't know why i said bless you can hit me up bestdjinutah.com. maybe you you yourself are getting married or has been the case multiple times this year you are the apparent not a parent just the parent uh, or one of the parents cuz there's multiple parents i'm getting distracted you are one of the parents of the bride or groom and you think Richie would be great to be at this event. You can hit me up, bestdjinutah.com. Be sure that you mentioned uh, that you hear it on the cultural hall. I may, in fact, even get you a little bit of a discount. Who knows? We'll see how I feel that day. It's bestdjinutah.com.
1: When you need creative, affordable design, let it be Lennon Design. Call 801-699-3022 or visit Lennondesign.com.
0: It's time for the Temple Ticker. If you've never seen the Temple Ticker before uh, or heard it, I suppose, depending on how you are consuming this uh, sweet little piece of content, it is the opportunity that uh, myself and Corey the Pharaoh, we're not going to get into why, just go back and listen to old episodes if you want to know why the nickname. Uh, we talk about anything that is coming up in the temple, anything that has gone on in temple news since the last time we were able to chat. And with the uh, the oncoming, the onslaught, perhaps, you know, uh, President Nelson has announced 100 temples uh, to this point. My uh, prediction, and I know that this isn't on your paper of things that you want to talk about, I think he's going to announce 100 more uh, this weekend. And I'd love it if he'd do that. And it just, it just, it just <laughs> reads like this, Las Vegas, Nevada too. And he just starts reading, right? Lehigh, Utah, and just keeps going. And that's all he does. And it's a 15 minute talk 15 minute of talk. different places, you know, the city and then the the province or state where it's from. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah. We'll see. We'll Probably see. not that many. I don't I'm... Well, I mean, we've got other temple news and then we can do that sweet thing that everybody likes to do around general conference which is speculate and pretend like they have some sort of inside information. So, to temple news first, I th- I thought the uh the the announcement about Puerto Rico was particularly interesting, especially with all of the weather events that are continuously seemingly going on down in Puerto Rico.
3: That's true this um press release was released a few weeks before the current hurricane that went through. Um, But the San Juan Puerto Rico temple, the first temple in the territory will be dedicated on January 15th of next
0: year. And there'll be an open house in December 1st through 17th. Are there, are there many members? I know that there are a lot of people, it seems that are saying I'm done with mainland United States. I'm going to move to Puerto Rico, whether it's because they want to support the economy there or they just want to escape. Are there a lot of members of the church in Puerto Rico?
3: Yeah, they're they're five stakes, so a good base of membership. Um, when Hurricane Maria came through, that devastated the island, but none of the stakes nor none of the wards were discontinued. So it seems like they
0: still kind of hung on to a base of membership. Hmm. Uh, and, and have you, um, with this being the third in the Caribbean, I'm I'm not sure where the other ones are. Domin is Dominican Republic. Uh, Do- yeah, that was Dominican the first Republic. one. Republic. That's the first one.
3: And then the other one is in Haiti it okay. was dedicated like in 2017
0: i think um inter- interesting i uh, what any connection with uh, Cro- uh, todd christofferson being the one to dedicate it he speaks spanish well so that's a plus he's looking at a, like a summer home maybe <laughs> where do we
3: <laughs> how about a winter home That'd a winter be home
0: yeah that makes more sense uh and the and then other uh temple news the the uh, stockholm let's talk about this
3: Stockholm Sweden temple uh, renovation was announced it will close in 2023 Um, they're calling it a reconstruction even so maybe they have a little bit more than a uh, uh, renovation. it'll take about three years and the temple will double in size from 16,000 square feet to 31,000 square feet Um, which is interesting because then they've also announced that they'll have two ordinance rooms of 40 seats each which is actually smaller than the current temple that has Hmm. four ordinance rooms so I assume they're just kind of making the floor plan more efficient. They're getting rid of like this little waiting area. It's like this little octagonal shaped part. And the outside of the temple will kind of look slightly different with the windows and everything. So I'm it, guessing that maybe this is kind of similar to what they did in Frankfurt a couple of years ago.
0: It, it, and this is not one of the temples uh, that was dedicated during president Hinckley with, had some structural issues or mold or anything like this. This is a genuine reconstruction because it's, it's just back in the 80s that yeah. it was
3: dedicated. Yeah. It was the fourth in Europe and the first in the Nordic countries. So,
0: uh, so where, so then where, uh, if you know off offhand, where will, um, these folks worship then? Where will their temple be now that this will be closed for three years? Primarily Denmark, Copenhagen. Um, okay.
3: There's also a temple announced in Oslo. So, unless that gets done first,
0: maybe some can go up there as well. Uh, and then you blend into, uh, extended closures, but what I want to ask you, oh, you do, you get to it later in your notes. I was just going to ask you about it, but you got it there later. Uh, what, what's going on in Denver that they need seven weeks?
3: Um, I guess they're just every once in a while, some temples that are kind of the same kind of older, um, sometimes they don't opt for a complete renovation. Sometimes they just opt for kind of continual refreshing. And so Denver, I think they're updating some of the stuff in the ordinance rooms. And so it'll be closed for seven weeks. And then in in the Dominican Republic, um, they're going to be closed for four months, which there was an LDS Living article about everyone lining up um, around the temple to get in the day before it closed.
2: Mm.
0: And any idea what way they need the four months there? Because like the temples here in in the valley in Salt Lake in Utah, they close down. And the rumor is... And I love this is it's like they close down for a week and it's like, and they have to rip out all the carpet and put in new carpet every year. Or they have to to scrub it down. You know, once I went back to the
3: Provo temple after renovation and the bathrooms were completely renovated and everything. So
0: yeah. Hmm. So no word as far as what that four months is for the Dominican Republic temple.
3: Not sure. Yeah. Hmm.
0: Okay. Classified, I guess. (laughs) Classified. (laughs) Uh, It's a, it's um. Oh, why can't I think of it? Clergy privilege. That's what it is. It's not classified. It's clergy yeah. privilege. Clergy uh, privilege. Heber Valley. I thought this was exciting. And I actually went by the uh, the uh, site of the upcoming uh, Heber Valley temple.
3: Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes the church announces uh, groundbreakings like months in advance. And other times it's only a couple of weeks in advance. And this is the case in Heber Valley. It will be the hall of groundbreaking ceremony on October 8th by Kevin R. Duncan. Um, yeah, it's in the southeast, southeast part on um, East Center Street over there in Heber. Um, it's across the street from Meeting House. And then the temple is a three-story, 88,000-square-foot temple. It's the same floor plan that they're doing in Linden and also in Smithfield. So they'll have four endowment rooms and then two baptisteries.
0: If, and if you, the plans you, are the same. You particularly find yourself fond of the two baptistery ones. Is that just because it's efficient? You're able to get lots of work done?
3: And it's new, just because... Mm-hmm. Not a lot of temples have that yet. So
0: now, now is it the Heber Valley Temple? And I can't remember, um, but I know that you'll know. That's why I'm asking the question. There's one that's like bigger than any temple ever before, but that's not the Heber Valley one. Is that somewhere else? Is that the Second Rexburg Temple? Where is it that all the scuttlebutt is that it's just massive? Yeah, in that same press
3: release, they announced that they officially announced the site. Everyone knew where it was was going to be. But they announced the size, which is 130,000 square foot, um, which is going to be like the the seventh biggest temple in the church. What's um, the, the same biggest size temple? As the Provo the, church? Temple. the biggest one is the Salt Lake, but obviously they're changing everything. I assume it's even get even larger. Uh huh. And then you have Los Angeles, then D.C., then Jordan River, and then Saint George. They're also renovating, so who knows how big that's going to be? Provo, they're also renovating. Who knows that? Who knows how large it's going to be? So, going to be up in that top ten range.
0: It's interesting though, because all of those temples are are significantly older, right? With oh, yeah. they were
3: built, yeah, yeah, back in uh, an era when there was more uh, square footage in the temples.
0: So, do we think that's just because there's so many members of the church there in Rexburg that they're like, "Listen, build it, and they'll come," or build it, they're so, already yeah. here. They're waiting around. They, they learn from to the demand. B O U Idaho, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's funny. And I don't know why I keep saying Dominican Republicans, but it, that's the third time that I've said that. And it's just a slip of my tongue. I'm not sure why I'm <laughs> saying that. The Dominican Republicans, they're like, there's Democrats too. Um, any idea what the what the look of the Teton River Idaho temple will be, that second Rexburg temple? Not yet, but
3: I'm guessing it's going to look kind of similar to what the Provo Temple reconstruction is going to look like. Okay. It's kind of that same floor plan.
0: So. You know, you know what would be super cool that they would never do, but is a fun joke to make here if they made it look like how the Provo temple looks now looks now <laughs> <laughs> there because there's been so much, Oh, it's a spaceship, it's space Mountain, it's the cake, it's the whatever, whatever. I'd love it if they just lean into it and and Rexburgians are like, we want it this way, and it shows up there. I'd love that. I would absolutely love that. But alas, I don't think I don't think that's coming. What else?
3: Yeah, so we got a, a neat update in Bangkok, Thailand. The temple has been under construction for about 4 years and the project manager of the construction of the temple has chosen to be baptized. Um his he said his heart was open to learn about the gospel while working on the project.
0: Now that's curious to me because I would think that the project manager for the temple would already be a member of the church.
3: The project manager probably um works for the contracting company that's based there in Thailand, so Yeah. I would assume probably not.
0: But but I mean, you've heard the stories, right? I'm not making this up in my mind, like the that there's no smoking for any of the construction people on the site mm-hmm. and, you know, that in various capacities, like some people have to hold recommends. So I'm not so far in left field to make the assumption that maybe the project manager would already be a member of the church, but not, and not to downplay it. I think that's exciting. It shows the significance of what we're doing. I guess I, I saw that and I went, huh, I would. Hmm. Okay. Um, what, what, uh, and, and still no date as far as when that's going to be like. not under- yet, sure. but probably next year. Uh, and then we get into the Salt Lake temple stuff, which I think it's curious because as we've been getting closer and closer to general conference, it's like, here are some things that you can do that aren't going to uh <laughs> temple square or that are on temple square, but please stay out of the mess of everything else. Um, what are they saying about like date when that might be dedicated? Uh, any other things, uh, structuralized, yeah, etc. They just
3: gave an update. Um, last week of September, they said that it's anticipated to be completed in 2025, and they're working on a new visitor's experience. Which I don't think this got enough attention yesterday when this was announced. Um, they said that on the south side of the temple, they're excavating the area, and They'll have two new pavilions where they'll have a basically visitor center. They'll have this unobstructed views of the temple and also um, an updated cutout, and then a statue of Jesus Christ. And then that they'll have a large underground part of that. And underneath the pavilion, they'll have a place where there will be replicas of ordinance rooms, such as a baptismal font, an instruction room, a ceiling room, and a celestial room. Hmm. they want to. They're calling it an ongoing open house experience.
0: I love that. I think that's because you think that I, and I, and I think that uh, the tourist uh, bureau would, would uh, validate this. I think it's probably, if not the most visited top five, most visited things when people come to Utah is to see the temple. And so people have questions. They go, Hey, I want to get in. I'd like to be able to see that and to be able to, in an undedicated portion be able to see what the baptismal font looks like, be able to see what it's feeling. That's that, that is a bigger deal.
3: Yeah. And I'm assuming with the construction, they're just kind of going to make copies of everything. And it's going yeah. to be pretty similar to what it is inside.
0: When, when you say pavilion, I really want like the old, uh, church, like Bowery's that it's just like, you know, a park pavilion and we get some metal <laughs> picnic benches. I well, would actually, love that.
3: <laughs> actually how temp, the temple square, uh, like tours started they just kind of stuck a visit visitors shack right there with a couple missionaries and that's how the whole um mission temple square started
0: but i but i'd love it if we can just get there with some construction paper and bring a bucket of kentucky fried chicken and you know it's the one family in the ward that gets there (laughs) super early and saves it for everybody else and the kids are just running around while we're eating i want that experience on temple square I don't think that's what's coming, especially with all the work that they're doing. There was tons, 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 tons uh, said, uh, done, videos, documentaries, all the things about the Hamilton uh, New Zealand temple. And that's finally going to be dedicated as well.
3: Yeah, they had five or uh, 55,000 visitors go through the temple in that three weeks or so. will be dedicated um, by Elder Dorf on the 16th of October. And some of the journalists that went through said, like, my culture is embedded in the carpets. Um, there's a pattern, there's a little plant called the koru that's like that. They have that pattern everywhere. And then I'm um, a, f- a resident and a former member of parliament. She said she remembers going through the temple at, when she was six years old.
0: Mm. I, I would be curious to know um, if the prime minister, with her connection to the church, if she went through seems i bet there would have been a news release about it so i i, I would, I would think so didn't. but there's there's the familial ties as well because her uncle is the you know area authority there I, i've got to think though that she would wouldn't what would, well, i don't know i'll look around i'll poke around maybe my news fetchers didn't get it and i just really wanted to say news fetcher <laughs> uh and then uh, and then what else what else have we got here the uh the ambassador visit i didn't even know about this
3: the ambassador to the um, to the UK from the United Arab Emirates um, just visited the grounds of the London temple. And so just kind of educating them about what the temple is and kind of talking about the future temple in Dubai. So
0: so now this is where you get to point to the outfield and say, hey, you know what? I think that these are going to be places that temples are going to be announced. Uh, I'm going to say and I know that you probably feel similarly, at least a little bit on this. I'm saying Lehi Temple. And I know where it's going to be.
3: Yes. Yeah. I think it's the cats out of the bag.
0: Uh, um, Lehigh Temple, and it's going to be right as you come from Utah County into Salt Lake County. It'll be there on the in the field on the right hand side, on the on the uh, south side of South Mountain before you get to Traverse Ridge. That's going to be the Lehigh Temple.
3: Yeah, right there on the ridge. There's yep. a. Dr. Horton has a development up there. They have a little parcel just titled Civic. They met at a planning commission a meeting in Lehigh last year. They kind of hinted that yeah, we're working with the church with this. Yeah. What else could it be?
0: Yes. <laughs> what uh we're we're building a tabernacle like we used to. It's we're just creating an old tabernacle. There's no. an
3: old Lehigh tabernacle, but yeah, it was no down. it's the
0: temple and it's coming this time. And I'm also gonna say uh the Vegas two electric boogaloo temple. There will be another one for the saints down in Vegas because I mean, going to the temple there is so far away for some saints. They'll just it's on the on very on the, the very other east
3: side right? of the yep. city. So yep. definitely the west side, or maybe even the south down in Henderson could use another temple.
0: Yeah, those are those are my two big claims. What are your like? These are for sure.s
3: This has been on my list for a long time. Charlotte, North Carolina. They recently got a new stake this last month. Um, so there's five stakes in the area. Definitely think that's big.
0: So where do uh, they go now? Raleigh, Durham.
3: Uh, yeah, or okay. South Carolina.
0: Greenville, okay. okay. And um, what? Well, come on, let's hear it. Let's see. How I mean, many Tacoma, you got.
3: Washington, another one in the Seattle area. Um, maybe Colorado Springs, Colorado.
0: Now, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let's 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 pay attention to Washington because they got the what Moses Lake.
3: Yeah, that's in central Washington.
0: And then Seattle, and then isn't there another one already there?
3: Um, they're all on the the east side of the state, so okay. there's only one on the west side right now.
0: Yeah, um, the West Side related one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. I approve. And then Colorado Springs. Well, yeah, but wasn't Colorado Springs where I want to say that we reported a little while back that uh the uh there was a church that was like damaged there, or they just sort of abandoned it and they were like, eh, We're done. Grand Junction, so. Okay. Other side they're they're also getting a temple. So Okay. Yeah. okay but these are all the west where else where else are any of our eastern state friends States? get uh, another temple what well, about you know, florida that,
3: um i mean jacksonville that's a, a good place maybe pensacola even okay um i'm thinking maybe there's that um svu in virginia that has a lot of members in that area so uh, buena vista
0: yeah possibly where do they go now probably richmond
3: yeah when it's open yeah or else they go to dc
0: okay yeah, get them another one. Just a little guy. Just a little guy for all yeah. the uh, college kids there.
3: Uh, I guess moving to Latin America, I think Peru definitely needs more temples. Maybe one in the north. Maybe one in Aquitos. Um, speaking of the Dominican Republic, maybe in the northern part of the country,
0: in Santiago. Could... Is uh, are there is there a lot of members of the church in the DR? There's a decent amount. There's around like 25 states geez and we only one temple
3: only one temple
0: yeah get him another one i like this (laughs) this is this must be what it feels like to be the prophet right he's sitting (laughs) in a meeting and people are like well you know hey uh we got this situation here and he just goes done done yeah (laughs) uh any any sort of odd places any place that might make me might make me go huh i have got to think that on the continent of africa there's going to be
3: one two three maybe one in Uganda. Um stuff, it's kind of far away from the one that's being built in Kenya. So maybe another Nigeria.
0: How many are you saying? Uh, and then was we kind of wrap this out. How many are you saying? He'll announce I said a hundred jokingly. I'm betting fifteen. Okay.
3: If he gets to eighteen, then there'll be three hundred temples. Ooh. So you Ooh. know, last time he rounded it off at a hundred for his personal um record, I guess. So is he gonna be tempted to go up to eighteen?
0: Right, And that makes it feel super personal, which, you know, people I'm sure get kind of turned off by whatever, but, but like, I think that, I think that that matters. I think that that's significant, especially as you start to see, and, and I'm by no means saying that I would like this to happen, but we know that, you know, that death is a part of life. If you've seen the change in president Nelson in the last couple of years, you know, that his His day is approaching still very spry and all those things. But yeah, like if it were to be, if this were to be his last general conference, I think it's significant that he would announce the 300th temple. I'll take Uh, it.
3: Yeah, Uh, we've long. Everyone has always thought there'd be one in Mongolia. So maybe it'll happen this time.
0: Is there is there any uh, church historical site that you feel like could warrant a temple that doesn't have it?
3: Um, I kind of feel like maybe Sharon, Vermont. Interesting. Um, that whole kind of northern New Hampshire kind of is away from Boston. Um, there's enough property there. The Dills Smith birth site. Hmm. Maybe even the Susquehanna area in northern Pennsylvania.
0: And I just want i just want it to be Adam on Ondiama and everyone freak out. <laughs> <laughs> That's the 300th. And then he just even though it's not how the microphone system works there in the conference center, but he just drops the mic, says Mm -hmm. amen, and just makes his way back. He's translated to heaven. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Leaves his clothes left behind, and everyone goes, See? We knew that that's how it would happen. (laughs) <laughs> uh Corey k ward uh the pharaoh you can find all of his uh temple predictions and also the temple ticker uh in the show notes for this episode hope that this episode is nourishing strength in your body that if you're not healthy enough to listen this week that you'll be healthy enough to listen next week uh that when the time comes you'll be able to travel home in safety sir and in the meantime chris at alpine lakes travel rick mcgee debbie wanless and chocolate cake bites podcast We'll be saving a seat for you on the back row. There it is of the cultural hall.
2: Save me a seat. It's sure to be neat on the back row. We really got to go on the cultural hall show.